1: Welcome to Rock Your Life. This is a weekly show about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, and transforming your life into something more amazing than you ever dreamed. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I am a rock musician, author, radio host, podcaster, DJ, mom, and life coach specializing in transformation, building habits, and accountability. I'm way into rocking life in every way. So if you're interested in stepping up into the spotlight more in your own life and getting past obstacles and fear, that's what we're here for. We have practical advice for your daily life, for habit building, and for branding. This show is divided into four segments, and we have a focus each week. This week, our focus is patterns. First up, I talk about the week's topic and my own experience with it. Next, I do an interview, and today we're going to talk to an incredible hypno healer, Reiki master, and coach, among other things. Her name is Liz Davis. Third segment is our affirmation segment, Go Aff Yourself, with the founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. I'm a huge believer in affirmations and saying them out loud, so we choose one to work on each week. And fourth, I'm joined by my collaborative partner and certified brand consultant and co-owner of Velvet Cartel Content Creation, Bijou Finney. And we discuss practical tips and strategies to build your brand and take charge of your habits and just generally become better at life and all that goes with it, because that's the idea, right? Right. Does that sound good? All right, you rocking badass, let's do this. Patterns. I have a lot of habits, as you may know. I'm way into building good habits, but I knew that I had patterns too. To me, without researching the difference or reading about it, I Just know I have deeper tendencies within myself that repeat themselves. It's about the unconscious within us being responsible for the conscious behavior and habits. So today we're exploring how to get down to those unconscious patterns that can be affecting us all the time and what actions we can take to heal and or change those. So let's get really real for a second, okay, as I look at my own patterns. One thing Liz says in her interview is that many times these are things that get set within us at an early age, either in childhood or in the early teen years. Whatever the pattern or belief is, as I looked at my own patterns, and there are many, (laughs) I thought a lot, though, about alcohol and smoking. I started drinking and smoking at the same time around age 15. Then once I got a car and some freedom, it really took off. I started smoking more because I had the freedom to do so. And it was the late 80s and that's what we did. But there were two unconscious links that I had, drinking and smoking, those went together, and smoking while driving. And on top of that, I had a new pattern of alcohol equals fun. And that was what we sought out back then at that age. That was what parties centered around. And that became a big part of my life for what I would say, looking back decades, a huge chunk of my life. In my early 20s, I got acupuncture that helped me quit smoking when I wasn't drinking. But I drank a lot. And I recognized my pattern of smoking when I would drink. And I just decided I wasn't going to break that. I just kept right on my friends did it too, mainly my best friend. And we had patterns together of doing just that. And that's another thing with patterns. We fall into them with people in our lives and then you've got a shared pattern. And then this makes it so difficult to change because how do we spend time together when that's what we've been doing and have done for so long? Like you almost don't know anything else to do and have to get outside the grooves and those formed behaviors and change those. And it's hard. It's freaking hard. So anyway, here I was now in my 20s and smoking when I drink and drinking to have fun because that's what we do in our society. And I didn't just drink. I drink a lot. I've blacked out more times than I can count. I don't know when to stop drinking. I will keep going and keep ingesting alcohol until I pass out. I have many, many, many times because as I now see, it meant fun, like capital F fun. Thank God. Goodness, I had kids because they saved me from more drinking. When you're a mom, you have to get up early. You have these tiny people relying on you. And when I was pregnant with my first child, that was the longest I had gone without a drink in over 15 years. I knew my drinking life was going to change and it did. But I still managed to get the, you know, quote unquote fun in there. I still managed to black out. I still managed to drink too much. Ugh, It's gross to admit, but it's true. And yes, I was still smoking while drinking too. Over the years, and through my first divorce and into my second marriage, that didn't change. I got remarried, in fact, to someone who was a big drinker. Someone whose drinking made mine look less. (laughs) Mm, I'm sure there's a lot there we could unpack. But that's not what we're talking about right now. And ultimately, the drinking was a part of what split us up. But that is a whole other story. I kept on drinking, and that's what we're talking about. I kept having fun and smoking. These things didn't change. And of course there were drugs involved. Drinking always precedes that and makes it easier to say yes when they're presented. Even when I have work the next day, even when I have kids the next day, when I know I'm going to lose my voice or be hoarse and I need to use my voice. I mean, if I hadn't done all this partying, imagine how young I would look and how my voice would sound like a (laughs) five-year-old. Anyway, that's another thing too. We call it partying. We have literally labeled it as fun. It's the party. Anyway, I had trouble quitting. Finally, I got sick in 2018. I was getting divorced. I was stressed. I got sick. I kept losing my voice. If I smoked, I lost my voice, like lost it. I had a bad sinus thing for like six months, and I finally had to have a surgical procedure to fix it. And right at that same time as the procedure, I tried a plant medicine. It was offered to me from someone I trusted as a way to break patterns. And I was deep in that rough time of my life with the divorce. I was depressed from being sick, depressed from the divorce, and my voice being gone and not being able to sing, which I had taken for granted, was ultra depressing. And I needed help. So I was looking for anything. The surgery was one thing, and I said yes to the plant medicine too. Bijou and I get into this some today in our portion at the end, but those psychedelic medicines, as they're called, can break these patterns that are ingrained in our brain. They shake up the grooved pathways that we've built over time and start you over fresh. I was super scared to do it, but I did it anyway. And guess what? I suddenly quit smoking. I stopped wanting it. It's crazy. I could drink without thinking about smoking. I'm still surprised by this, but it's been over a year since I had a cigarette. That's not totally true. I had one moment last year during South by Southwest in March when I thought I would have one and I bummed one and I took two puffs and I put it out realizing I didn't want it. So I'm not counting that one. And side note, I began to heal as well with my sinuses and within a few months was better and I got my voice back. But now to alcohol. I still was drinking. So this past December 2019, a year after the first plant medicine, I said yes to another one, a different one. And now suddenly, I don't really want to drink anymore, which sounds like a good thing, right? But the drinking patterns are deep. They are deep, deep grooves in how I function in life. And I don't, quite know how to say no I don't know how to cope socially when I'm not drinking like what do you do with people I almost feel like I should force myself to keep drinking but the grooves that had that pattern seem to be gone I'm not making that unconscious association anymore and as I'm saying this I haven't had a drink in 10 days except for the champagne that Liz brought when she came to do her interview which was a moment when I didn't know how to say no she brought Veuve, good stuff And we've had drinks before, so why should this be any different now, right? Why wouldn't I drink? And thank you, Liz, by the way. It was super sweet and generous. But I felt right then I had to say yes. I didn't know how not to. I questioned my own pattern right in that instance. I'm sure there's a deeper pattern, too, of me trying to please, right? Why didn't I say no? She wouldn't have cared. She's awesome. She would have stood up for my truth. I know that. But I didn't. I was scared too for some reason. I have another pattern within that. I wanted to please, I didn't wanna be the party killer. I don't wanna be the one who doesn't celebrate. Here was a gift and I couldn't refuse that. I recently traveled with friends to Miami for five days, friends that I always drink with, and I didn't really wanna drink. I was going through this. It was the early stages of feeling like this. And I'm also known for being fun and that includes drinking. Like, hey, I'm, I'm rock and roll. I'm like, let's drink some tequila, right? So how do I manage that? I'm sure this is what recovering alcoholics go through all the time, but for me, it's new and I'm not coming out saying I'm an alcoholic and making a case for friends to support me in that. There are probably times along the way when I should have said that though, but I didn't. (laughs) Anyway, this is a pattern that is relevant right now in my life and I'm working on the aftermath of the change with it. And just recognizing the patterns that are all surrounding this, the saying yes, the patterns in relationships and working with them to change. I guess my point is that there are behavior patterns and then there are patterns we have around those behaviors, patterns with other people, the patterns that I just mentioned. There's a lot there and a lot to navigate. And that's why we're here today to talk about these. And I didn't even get into my relationship patterns because that would take more time than we have right now, but that'll come with time. (laughs) So let's get to the show today and what's coming up. I talked to Liz Davis. She is amazing. Hypno healer and Reiki master and coach. She talks about patterns and how we are the common denominator, how we can try and blame outside of ourselves, but it's truly us where it lies and how these things are happening for us, not to us. We don't need to play the victim. And she tells us about her methods of hypno healing and how she helps people find these things and rewrite them how we have traumas in our subconscious that cause our patterns and how we can release and help those. It is super fascinating. She emphasizes that we don't need to combine ourselves to labels and that we are never too far gone to change. She gives some tips at the end for using our sleep and bedtime for change and how to do that and shares her favorite mantra and affirmation that she repeats and I love it and I'm using it too. Uh, I recorded with Jill before the interview with Liz, and we talk about this very thing that Liz talked about, healing. Uh, We also talk about some of the patterns within and the labeling of patterns and the not labeling of the pattern itself. So that sounds confusing, but it makes sense and go after yourself. Our affirmation this week is, I work with my pattern. And Biju and I talk about patterns from a couple of different perspectives, including using plant medicines and psychedelics to shake up your mind patterns. And she shares some really interesting statistics about that as well. So let's get to it. Let's start with our interview. Let's rock. Yay, Liz this. Okay, so you're a Reiki master, intuitive healer, clinical hypnotist, yoga teacher, and life coach. Yes.
2: Is that everything?
1: No, probably not.
2: There's more, but that's pretty (laughs) much, yes. Those are the broad strokes. I can identify with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My list is long. I feel you. Um, You started getting into this 10 years ago, and... um, we are going to focus on patterns today. So yes. thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you so much for Super having excited. me. Super excited. And people I will uh put links up to your website, which is LizDavishealings.com. Healings. And people can find you on Facebook, same mm-hmm. thing, or on Instagram. So we'll we'll wrap that up at the end too and awesome. I'll So to everyone. Sounds wonderful. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> talk patterns. And um what came up for you? I asked Biju the same question. What came up for you when I talked to you about patterns? Because you said it resonated with you. It when does. We were- mm-hmm. I,
2: I think just relationship patterns are a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, success patterns routines, how you kind of live your day to day is all patterns. It's just really a big pattern within a pattern within a pattern, I feel.
1: It is. I was like I explored this and did a little research about it and so, you know, cuz I was trying to differentiate habits versus patterns because I'm really into habits and building good habits. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my jams. And um and so I was approaching patterns as behavioral expressions of other things. Like the habit is more a symptom of something deeper and the yes. pattern and the belief is deeper. Yes. so um, Patterns are in the
2: subconscious.
1: Right. They're just more ingrained. And so how, like, I think let's start maybe with you and yeah. how do you recognize them in yourself and break them in yourself and, or like maybe not break them, but readjust your patterns and then maybe we can move into like what you do with clients or any ideas yeah, sure. you have around
2: patterns. Definitely. So what
1: about yourself? Like how do you recognize your own patterns? Cause I'm like trying.
2: Uh, well, definitely. I have to just always come back to the fact that whatever's going on, I am the common denominator. Be it. Oh my God. That's so true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people, we, we try to complain about our relationships or the partners we're calling in or, the you know amount of success we're calling in or just the quality of life that Mm -hmm. we're having what that we're experiencing and the one key element is that it all has to do with you um I think that's a big piece of identifying patterns is that you have to acknowledge that you're the key member that is holding on to that pattern. And basically, everybody else in your life is just a player that's representing whatever subconscious belief that's keeping you safe within that pattern.
1: Dude, I just did this the other day. This is so like speaking to me. Yeah, somebody did something that I found really annoying, right? Mm -hmm. And it made me say, fine, I'll do, you know, X because I was like, you're being a baby about this. So I will give in. And um, do what you're being a baby about, you know? And I was annoyed about it for like days and days. And I was like, God, she's so immature. I can't even believe that, right? And um, (laughs) and then later I realized, I was like, I don't think that was about her at all. She asked for what she wanted. And I am mad at myself for not asking for what I want. Like I was... I was like, this is all to teach me something about myself. And I recognize that pattern in myself and how I will martyr or whatever. I don't know what that is, martyr or um, just, just not living your truth, not asking for what you need. Yeah. And instead I gave something up that I didn't want to give up and then just acted like it was her.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you resent them for it. And I resented her. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I was like, now I'm over it because
2: I was like, I'm, oh my God, this is supposed to be about me. And yes, I'm supposed to learn something here. Definitely. I think patterns, acknowledging patterns is acknowledging that this is happening for you, not to you. (laughs) That's so hard to do. I know it's so hard to do, but that's, that's the hardest awareness is just realizing a big, you know, a big pattern that we all play out is victimhood you know yes. like oh poor me feel bad for me can mm-hmm. you believe this happened oh this happened um and it's all good to have that but then there's a there's a point of processing and then there's also like a point where we start to wallow in our own thing mm-hmm. and that can also be part of that subconscious belief and pattern um that we're not enough you know not lovable Got insecure them all. whatever that I've had them all. whatever that is yeah we all have them all yeah okay. yeah well, so we, we you teach a, you can teach other people that, but then what happens when you recognize it in yourself? Like as someone teaching that? Well, then you have to take active control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my teachers told me that we're not responsible what happened to us in our childhood, but we are responsible for cleaning that shit up. Ooh,
1: can I say that? Yes, (laughs) you can totally say it. I can beep anything. doesn't even matter. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Say that again. We are responsible. So we're not
2: responsible what happens to us in our childhood Mm -hmm. because we're just children, but you are responsible as an adult for clearing up your childhood trauma.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I think it's real easy to just blame it. Yes. And then you just are what? Like a a, a victim of your pattern. Mm -hmm. You're just a slave to your
2: pattern perhaps. You're just stuck. You're just stuck. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be somebody else, and you can play that game for an entire lifetime, <laughs> right? But sure. it's like, but then you're you're stuck in the pattern. You're stuck in the pattern. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do to help people? Like you, do you use I, hypnosis? <laughs> I do, do, you do what it's called. It's it's hypno healing. So it's really different. So a lot of people do Reiki. Um, and hypnotherapy, but I have actually blended the two together. So I am doing energy work, checking your chakras to see where you're blocked. I'm tuning into any feedback that's there, any blockage or any information that you need to heal, uh, or information that is in that energy center. I tell you, and then since you're already relaxed, Mm um, I start to just count people into a more relaxed state and all hypnosis is, is helping you focus your own mind to uncover something that you can't with your conscious mind. Um, Your conscious mind is only about 10% of your brain on your best day. And your subconscious is 90. So if you have a subconscious belief that you're not worthy of success, of love, of your ideal weight, Mm -hmm. partner, living situation, any of these things, um, you're going to self-sabotage whether you know it or not. These various things from happening. If you have a belief system that you're not worthy of that, or it can't happen or it's unsafe for you. And so what I do is go back to, excuse me, the, Seed of the trauma or the issue that happened and then rewrite that story. So is it always one thing? It's normally like one or two things. Really? Yeah. And it's normally between, you know, under the age of seven and then in the teenage years. So we're developing our subconscious wow. mind from in utero to seven mm-hmm. years old. And we're just pure consciousness at that point. We're just accepting everything. We're just like a sponge. You have no filter. Right. And so you're just observing your environment and you're learning all of your habits and patterns and how to stay safe from whatever's going on in your home life. Yeah, And then um, in your teenage years, we have something that normally solidifies that belief or that trauma. Um, and then that makes it a pattern. Like what? Um, God, really? That's. I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) Well, it
1: depresses me. You can totally change all of this. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, There's all different kinds of ways you can brain train yourself. Um, Is it hard to find
1: these things with people? Like when you go in and hypnotize them, is it hard for you to um, to find whatever it is that's
2: that's the the traumatic event? No, it's really easy. Really? Yeah. It's really very easy. It's no different than a focused meditation or a guided visualization. You're accessing that same subconscious mind in both of those things. Your, your brainwaves are in a different, in a different state. Um, so you're more susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. 40 to 50% more. And then the deeper you go into that trance, the more you're going to be able to heal. I can't make people go to a part of their mind that they're not ready to see. So I'll just give you an example. So I love examples. I'll use myself. So, um, you know, for years I was doing this work and I just, I mean, I I would have these great sessions with people. Everything was wonderful, but I just couldn't get moving forward on it. I just couldn't understand why I wasn't able to just do it as my full-time career. And so I saw a hypnotherapist and I would have never just been able to consciously get this, but my mom had a hard time showing me love, uh, through touch, you know, verbal affirmation things like that and so a lot of the time she showed me love through buying me things um or helping me out financially and so i had it set up in my mind that if i was financially successful then i wouldn't need my mom's help therefore she wouldn't love me and so if yeah. i hadn't cleared that belief system i essentially would have never been successful because I would have been constantly seeking my mom's financial help for validation that she loved me. Wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't have just been able to sit down in a shrink's chair and be able to consciously get that. And that's how mm-hmm. trauma works. It it goes into the middle of your brain and it, it, it holds that information so that you can function as a human. So you can't consciously just like dip your consciousness into it it'd be like oh yeah that was with
1: my mom right <laughs> you know but that's why it's so puzzling to yeah. me i'm like why well, I, I don't know what it would
2: be you know so that's what the that's what the hypnotherapy does you know and then that's what our deep meditation guided meditation does or visualization does because you're in the subconscious mind at that point and now you have a greater possibility of healing that wound Um, and just and then changing the pattern yeah and And once you identify the pattern it typically loses its power over you once you name it and you proclaim it ooh I like that then it's done and then I either have people somatically you know twist a tube to release whatever the frustration or the anger whatever that is jealousy the hate the more aggressive things and then if it's sadness, fear. Um, I hand them a teddy bear and then they reparent their inner child. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) So you're healing, you're somatically releasing it. So now we're working with the body as whatever designed us, God's spirit designed us. So we're working with the mind, the body, and now the spirit because we've done the energy work. Mm -hmm. We've worked on our subconscious and now we're somatically releasing that experience. So it's a perfect triangle, right? It's that unification of mind, body, spirit, um and that's what I do with my work that's a little bit different than most people that I is, think.
1: That is that's incredible. Thank that you. That covered like so much of what I had written down uh to ask you about. So um we're we're getting low on time and uh I know I wish because this is fascinating and um thank you so much for sharing yeah, all that. Thank so you so much for having me. What um what else would you like to share before we go? Is there anything that you'd like to touch on or that
2: you were thinking about? <laughs> You're just like never too far down the hole. You know, you can always shift and change. I love that. You know, you're never like, I stay away from labeling like, oh, I have this or, oh, I'm that because that belief system is going to imprison you in the confines of that belief system, be it right. with a disease, uh, a health issue, a weight, whatever like, that I is. I am this way. I am this yeah. way. I mean, this, you, you affirm it or like, you know, people say it with their illness all the time, like, oh, I have that, you yes. know, um. <laughs> Just, you know, you're never too far down the rabbit hole that you can't shift and change. And there's a bunch of little things that you can do. You can you can do a session. You can wear a rubber band around your wrist when you're having negative thoughts and kind of snap it and to bring yourself back to the present moment. Um, you can say my favorite expression, which I told you about, is from Emil Koo. Uh, uh,
1: every, I am getting better every day every, and every way I'm getting better, yes. better. So yeah. your
2: subconscious is able, is not able to refute the statement. And this will be my closing thing. Every Great. day and every way, I keep getting better and better. It's beautiful. And you just say that in the morning, looking yourself in the mirror and at night, especially at night, because then you have eight hours. Whatever you're watching at night is really going to translate to your dreams. So you have eight hours. So you don't want to watch anything aggressive or violent or... Like if you're wanting to find love, like you don't want to watch like a sad, didn't work out romance novel thing before (laughs) you go to bed or something like that. So you really want to be mindful of also what you're ingesting visually because your subconscious doesn't realize when we're watching movies that um, it's not real. So any um, aggressive trauma or violence is actually registered as actual real trauma that you have yourself experienced. Wild, Yeah, so, so what do you watch before bed? I don't watch TV. You actually. don't watch anything. No, yeah. if I do, it's very rare. And I love to like rewatch old movies yeah. and just, you know, kind of things like that. But I normally read something really positive, or I go through my goals or affirmations, or mm-hmm. I do a, a guided visualization of something like that. Um, Because again, you want to, you want to take advantage of that eight hours or whatever, and you know, that time span you want, you're going to be sitting and resting for a big chunk of time. And so you want to take advantage of your brain thinking about nothing else than whatever it is you're working on. it be a a work problem. You can ask your mind to figure it out while you sleep, um, a download an answer clarity. Always at night is a great time to ask your mind for those answers because it will deliver them to you by the morning great yeah I, I need to I definitely need to do that. Sleep with when a journal by you so you can write it down. I
1: have before, <laughs> but
2: I haven't lately, but yeah. anyway,
1: thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you, you so much, much. for having yes, me. Yes. Oh my God. I loved it. So if you want to find Liz, you can find her at on Instagram at Liz underscore Davis with two S's D A V I S S. But otherwise it is spelled with one S Liz Davis, healings.com or on Facebook, Liz Davis, healings. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank Your you work so much is much incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so for sitting sure. down. Yeah. I appreciate it okay. Much love. All right. Amy Edwards with Jill Faulkner. Here I am. Stickwithit.co. Here you are. Here I am. Once again, we meet again to talk and aff ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, You've been working lately. I have been. You've got a new job. Yeah. Has that, like, cramped your style in the affirmation department at all? You still... You, you st- know,
3: so I... Because I am busier, I am thinking less. Or not thinking less, but I'm not as devoting as much time as I would like to myself uh-huh. to uh, take some time in the morning to journal or do affirmations. Um, and especially at work, I'm, I'm forgetting I am because I'm just kind of caught up. I'm very much in a headspace, not a heart space hmm. um, to be task oriented um, in terms of accomplishing things at work. But it has been on my mind lately to revamp that a little bit um, and get back to a place where I'm more in tune mm-hmm. um, because when you're working with people, right, there's some human components to this and it's like, hello, why am I not applying all the things that I've been learning and doing to my life as it's happening right now with yeah. these people um, and with myself. So there's definitely a a shift um, in my thought, but there has not been an action attached to that. Yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh, well, good. Maybe you can work on that. Mm -hmm. Something to work on. Always room for improvement with all of us. Yes. Yeah. So today we're talking about patterns. Yeah. And I differentiated earlier in the show about uh, patterns versus habits, Mm -hmm. you know, and the difference is uh, many times patterns are unconscious things that we see within ourselves. Have you addressed patterns before in your uh, affirmations? Not. I feel like I've seen one of yours that had something about patterns.
3: I feel like I've seen the word pattern somewhere in all the stacks, Me but too. I don't know what that has applied to. Pattern. I'm gonna. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um. Because I don't know off the top of my head. Um. But yeah. I mean patterns. This is. I don't know. I'm. I'm like. Oh patterns. Like I. This is not. I'm not a fan of this because I think I have been. I don't want to look at my patterns that's the thing we don't Mm -hmm. want to look at them and they're really hard to see like yes from your own perspective because you're like well clearly i'm there's i'm doing that because i need to or i'm just or you don't see you know um i think about patterns for other other people that i've observed like with relationships and it's always like the same type of guy um and that's definitely a pattern but people don't always see that no. When you're in it, you don't see it. So from That's an outside what, perspective, it's very clear. It's like, well, obviously you keep going to try to fix these men. I
1: read it a right. million years ago. It was like, uh, it said, patterns are the hardest to see when you're living it. Mm-hmm. No? And like, you can look at somebody from the outside and you can see it really easily. But when you're in it. Yeah. Mm-mm.
3: I've definitely done a good job of breaking some patterns of. um, in, um. While setting boundaries. So setting the boundaries helped me break the patterns. For sure. Yeah. So that's that's where I see, I've been able to get a bird's eye view and see where my patterns have been. I like that. I didn't um, think about tying in boundaries. I like that a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. how else do we break the pattern? That has to be radical. <sighs> it does. Like one of the things that Tony Robbins was, um, you know, things that we tell ourselves, right? So mine being like, um, I'm not thin enough. And then it was like, okay, do you have to break that pattern of that thought pattern, mm-hmm. that feeling pattern, that that thing? And so it's like, you know, stick your fingers up your nose and say that thing. Yeah, and then you just it's the most ridiculous thing. And so then you're like, when you go to think to say that again, you're realizing you're sticking your fingers up your nose, and so right. it helps to stop the pattern because you're doing something to really... Like thwart that from continuing
1: because that's one of his big things, isn't it? It's um, using some physical, yes. dramatic thing to break a pattern. Yeah, that's like one of his big um, tenets, I guess you'd say, of what he does to break people with phobias and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, did you do that when you went see it, when
3: you saw him? Yeah, and I, I mean, I. It's funny because I use the um, my my past and my thoughts about myself in my past as an anecdote. um, But I'm when, you know, and I feel like we've talked about this before is like if we, even if we say things in jest and a lot of people do this self deprecating humor, um, you know, and we say things just to say things, they still are getting really deep into our psyche. And so even if I'm just telling the story about the girls who threw food at me in middle school and showing my belly rolls and I'm not thin enough and I'll never get a boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, can I really tell it as an anecdote now to say, I don't feel that way anymore? Or is me telling that story still? Is it still a pattern that is still in existence within my frame of mind? I'm going to go with probably. Yeah, I know. And so how can I but I want when I share about my life because um, I do feel so differently I, I, I know you do feel a completely different person I know you do um, but that doesn't mean yeah. that pattern can still not uh, pattern won't
1: still be in there
3: yeah yeah That's that's tough and that makes me feel a little sad because it's like how do we break that how do I break the cycle of not feeling enough to be loved.
1: I think there's something inherently kind of sad about a pattern anyway, because we're unconsciously like doing these mm-hmm. things.
3: Or we talked even last week about like me, you know, going to work again and how it's, um, you know, kind of messed with my attention to my affirmations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pattern of like getting home and like essentially turning the T I'll take my dog for a walk and then come home and like turn the TV on. And then I just sit there mm-hmm. and I scroll on my phone, talk mm-hmm. about a pattern. Oh man, do you think that's just a habit though? <sighs> I guess there's a fine line. Well, so what's so talk again about the difference you find with patterns and habits? I think
1: patterns are unconscious behaviors that we're repeating um on a bigger scale in our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't they don't necessarily have to be though, but i I don't know. I guess I was trying to differentiate a little bit
3: between habits and patterns, <sighs> but. A pattern is just something we keep repeating. Mm. So what I think of as an example is a friend who has a pattern of addressing someone's wealth when we're talking about them like as a person. So in conversations I have with a friend of mine, it's like, oh, that guy is attractive or oh, oh, they must be rich or something.
1: Like her brain is just going there. Yes, yes.
3: Or always, too, when we talk about guys who are now not single or like, oh, you should go for him or whatever. Like she says that a lot. And that is a pattern. Mm -hmm. And that's not a habit. It's not. Yeah. That is a pattern of language. I think language has
1: a ton of it. I liked that you brought up like when people, what people say and what mm-hmm. they're hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Like I'm trying to recognize patterns that I have within myself in relationships, which aren't really habits. they are more like things that I'm having to just stop and go, wait a minute. Why am I doing this certain thing? Mm-hmm. Why am I craving this certain thing in this relationship? What's that giving me? when have I done it in the past? Mm. And then I look at it and I go a lot. Mm. You want, I want to be needed. I want to be this one. That's like looked to as like, Oh, you know, you're a shining light to me. And that's mm-hmm. what I want. And mm. I want to be that. And then I'm like, why, why do I need that? You know? And then that, that gets deep. Yeah. And it's like, Oh wait, why do you need that? Cause you're not full yourself. That's why. <laughs> Woo. Ooh. i know i had that revelation a yeah. couple weeks ago and um i was just like damn it
3: but that's okay right and i just yes you and sure. you had this discovery what an amazing discovery and also why is that a problem you're right why why, why am we, i labeling it a problem why do we see that as a bad thing okay to want to be the light in someone's life
1: well why are we even labeling patterns good or bad i mean you know what if we recognize them then we're recognizing them yeah
3: Yeah, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's our this is this is our perception of it based on probably like cultural or societal or our upbringing that we assign good and bad to things. Yep. And they are just are what they are. And I think we we assign them to be bad if we want them to be different as opposed to just working with them and saying, "Okay, pattern, I see you you know i guess you've maybe worked but i'd like to do something different right let's have a conversation with the pattern oh i like like it (laughs) be like okay like i see that we've been doing this Mm -hmm. that's okay it's been some time but i I would like for things to be different now so let's see how we can shift that okay right and and find some patience with it ah
1: i love that so what's our affirmation then if Mm. we're going to look at it from that perspective Mm -hmm i hmm. see you, Pattern.
3: <laughs> shaking that. Shaking that, whatever. <laughs> Who sings that? What is that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't man, know. that's funny. Um, Gosh. <laughs> I work with my Pattern. Ooh. I work with my Patterns. Pattern. Patterns.
1: What's I work d- with my Patterns. yeah. If okay. you have
3: one particular one in mind, like I work yep. with my Pattern.
1: I work with it rather than like fight it. Right. Rather than like mad and pissed that you haven't feel like you have to change mm-hmm. work with it that's and then also
3: and man I, and then also just really finding patience and that right like t- thinking back to the work thing maybe it's just a habit about the tv but i you know quote should be reading when i get home but i'm just done and i'm tired and i just want to zone out and that's okay too yes um but i also want to be reading and I, you know what i mean like there's things that i want and things that i want shifted and it'll happen when it happens. And right. I'm not hurting. You know, there's no harm. Right. Truly in the scheme of things Mm-mm. that I go home and sit down and watch the same shows I've watched a thousand times. It's fine. right. It is it's fine. fine. It is fine. Yeah.
1: Yep. And in relationships, I've had things happen with one particular person that I'm thinking of and like over and over and I've made like what could be labeled as mistakes. But then I've started to reframe that and just go like, you know what? I'm getting better at it and just figuring it out. And this is all just about learning. Mm-hmm. And I am working with my patterns in a sense that like I'm, I'm stepping back and I'm going, why am I doing this? And like, what can I, you know, do to improve next time? And And just kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of end up laughing a little bit and just going like, it's all right. You know what? We're all human. I'm cutting myself more slack, I guess. Yeah. And And maybe that's part of working with your pattern, too. And that
3: is radical self-love. Oh,
1: and we're gonna just call that call that right back. Right? It is it because is. it's
3: you're you're really loving yourself enough in my, in my perspective mm-hmm. to take a moment and recognize what's happening. Yep, and to have that conversation with yourself, and then even laugh about it. Because when you do take that bird's eye view, you're like, "This is ridiculous," right? Like, and not that our problems aren't problems to us, but in the scheme of our lives yeah. and and the longevity of our lives and also what's going on in the world like things are just sometimes very funny. Yes, they are and
1: I read that book um, I'm, I'm reading it again Untethered Soul you know mm, I've been talking ha- about it Yes,
3: yes, yes. Oh my
1: God you haven't read it I Jill. think I have it. And anyway just,
3: and just see this is what I need to be doing instead of watching TV when I get home but I digress. Oh, <laughs> you need to shut your brain off a little bit
2: though I,
1: I get it. I'm, I'm cutting you a lot of slack on that after working. Uh, and he says so many times he always goes back to oh my gosh we're like on this ball spinning through space like come on mm-hmm. like get over it it doesn't really matter like yeah. he um he does that so many times and you're just like yeah every now like I remember when I was reading the book oh, like three quarters the way in he said it again and there and I was like yes okay I get it I get it yes right like we we just have to keep our perspective just a little bit that Mm -hmm. we are you know just here for a tiny tiny little dot of time really in the big picture of things so
3: that that all really blows my mind I've been watching um some documentaries lately like uh, about Edison and Westinghouse and like just how I mean years and years you know ago and, and people developing things and just how the world got formed and and technologies and innovations and it's just like how I, mean, I don't know my mind is just being very blown away like when you think about how people had lives so many years ago yeah right who who created a foundation for mm-hmm. for this country and this world like we are just a minute detail on that I know spectrum. we're sitting here with the lights on but also and major right like yeah And not just my I don't want to diminish the value of our lives to say that we're just a blip on a very long timeline of the world um but when we get so wrapped up in our bs like that's when it's like wait a minute yep wait a minute yep yeah so all right our affirmation
1: is I work with my patterns I I like like it. it I do too yeah so as you're working to recognize your patterns just work with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I work with my patterns. And
3: then in, in those moments, always go back to self-love.
1: Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jill. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Find Jill at stickwithit.co on Instagram or go to stickwithit.co online and you can subscribe to her periodic newsletter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you it's again. been a minute, but yeah. uh,
3: that's okay. We'll get
1: one out again. So what? So that pattern is, you yeah. know, taking a break. Yeah. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Jill. Thank you. Love talking to you. Okay, hi, Bish. Hi. Uh, Let's talk about patterns. Okay. What came up for you? Did you immediately think habits when I said patterns?
0: Um, Yeah, I think what came up for me is um, I've been listening to a lot of health stuff lately, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about being a historian and remembering patterns that you've seen in your personality and in your health and um, going back and remembering stuff because you need to take time to see things unwind right that's what I think I think patterns are like deeper than habits and they just are these like things that we really you
1: just can't see there's a saying that I always think of too and it's like um, patterns are hardest to see when you're living them Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know you have a habit But patterns are just more insidious or something or just more subconscious and like they're harder to
0: break, I think, because of that, because we can't even see them and then you have to go way back. I think that's why it's important to look back at the past and say, what am I like when I have a friendship or what am I like when I have a relationship or what am I like when um, I'm changing my diet you know what i mean like can i actually see changes because of changes that i made in a big way and i don't know i think people are unless you like go back through your instagram feed and go hmm i remember that i have the um these patterns of constantly like going away when things get tough and going on a trip or Um, Mm -hmm. I have this thing where I go out a lot when I'm stressed or something like that. Right. I mean, those are patterns. They're not habits. Yeah. Those are like the
1: unconscious things that we do oftentimes in reaction. I think I have a lot of them that have come up for me in the last year or so, just around relation, two years around relationships. I think as I get divorced and I really look at like, how am I responsible? You know, what? what patterns have I had in relationships that are not so great? You know, what are your patterns, Amy? I don't know. It's been, it's been hard because I tend to blame a little bit, you know, and be like, Oh, well I choose partners that X. Um, that's, (laughs) I don't know that that's healthy. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So I think though, uh, I know I had one person that I dated and, uh, he had a pattern of, telling women whatever they wanted to hear and so i recognized that in him but unfortunately that turned in and i think that i recognized it with my former spouse too and then i ended up recognizing that i am just i developed a pattern in response to that which was like um looking for that and then Not not trusting it and yet Basically, not only looking for that to happen, but finding any evidence I could real or made up. So not even evidence, finding anything I could to support what I was looking for. That's not a good pattern.
0: Yeah. You know what? I think that you're right, Um, especially when you're dealing with other people. The more you get to know them. Um, you can really see patterns from their childhood, like how their moms treated them, how their dads treated them. I think it really puts these deep grooves in their um, minds that are hard to change. Yeah. Like they expect certain things if they've expected it their whole lives, or if their mom made it to where they had to tell her everything she wanted to hear all the time for her to be happy, then they're going to keep doing that pattern their whole lives. Big time. You know what? And I think in that case with that particular guy that I'm thinking of, he had
1: three brothers and like, I think that, you know, there was some probably something to that and it oh, was yeah. just like way ingrained. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I looked up something about patterns and habits. So let's, let's read through it really quick. Cause there's a lot of times when I was researching this, people lump them together and they're like, they're one in the same, you know, but they're not really. And so this says, I'm going to read this. So this is, um, Monica.com, M O N I K A W.com a blog. And it's, um, it says our habits and patterns one and the same. And it says we often confuse habits with patterns thinking they're synonymous, but they're not. Patterns go one level deeper, which I don't even know one level, maybe a couple levels, right? So they say surface level are habits, which are behavioral expression of patterns. They're like symptoms And so maybe that's like what you were talking about with the relationships or trips or whatever it is. Mid-level are patterns that are an expression of unhealed emotional wounds, unconscious beliefs, and stories we formed about ourselves and others based on those beliefs.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like habits are used to change patterns or to show patterns. Yeah, for sure. They're just an element of it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can definitely tell like... um. For instance, there's been friends that I've had that have used things like coffee or nicotine or Adderall or something um, because they needed that. It was a habit that they had to stimulate like the fact that they couldn't focus or that they were stressed or they felt like they couldn't get something done without taking something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are all little habits that mean a bigger pattern that they're dealing with all the time
1: yes a bigger pattern and then it it goes it takes it one step further and says that the base level the causation level is um beliefs and and that were formed as a result of past hurts traumas and painful things that happened to us so like like subconscious stuff that we're not even realizing yeah absolutely
0: and that's a thing like I remember when Drew was going to try to quit nicotine gum, he had this belief that he couldn't focus if he didn't take that. Right. And that was like, well, why do you have a belief in your inability to do something? Like, why don't you think you're strong enough to do it without something? Yeah. Oh, Wow, that's really good. That's yeah. right. And I think that's
1: what it boils down to a lot. I mean, like I have a lot of that like why am I not whole within myself? Why do I think I need these things? And I've the ta- the only tactic that I can really find to like get t- through those is like taking a moment and not reacting,
0: you know? It's deep self-work. I don't think that you're ever even able to understand that you need a moment until you've done some work. Like You've done a lot of work in the past year and so have I. Um, Before the work that we've done, I don't think that we would have been the people to be like, yo, I need to take a step back and think about this and not be so reactionary. But I started noticing whenever I was doing some of my work, my patterns. And I think that I was showing myself self-love with shopping and it's like, Okay, but that's not good for my finances, right? It's this habit that I have when I feel stressed or I want to like self soothe. But in the long run, it's actually hurting me and actually making me more stressed. So Mm -hmm. how am I going to change that habit? I have to find out how to show myself self-love in a different way. I have to change a pattern. And I think that's Plus the thing. Plus we like fashion. I mean, I know. It's, a, it's, it's really hard. hard. It's a struggle. No, I, I
1: completely feel you.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the thing is that you have to change like 10 habits in order to change a huge pattern. Just like with me trying to be plant-based, like I have so many habits I have to break in order to be plant-based. And that's like a huge pattern choice change that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And Plus you're in a relationship with someone who's working on doing that too. That's
1: at least he's working on doing it. But a lot of people will try that in a p- marriage or partnership or whatever. And then you're really in trouble. That's really hard. Oh yeah. Cause you guys are in a pattern of eating together and doing whatever together. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so also thinking about patterns, I thought about that Netflix show Mind Explained, Ooh. which is so good. God, Everybody should it. watch it. The Sex Explained is on it's, now. Have you uh, watched it already? Girl, I've seen Janelle Monet. You already watched yeah. them? Uh,
0: no, they just came out like days ago. Well, I've seen three.
1: Okay, I've been meaning to watch, but I didn't yet. Chanel Janelle Monae.
0: The birth control those. one is...
1: Cink. Oh God, I bet. It's so not okay. No, it's not okay. All right, but let's not get <laughs> off on that. Um so the one mind explained that's on psychedelics stayed with me as far as patterns go because it gave that imagery about um depression or anything else that people get stuck in their mind and they did the image of the sled going down the slope and how the sled in those grooves will just stay in the same grooves and they get deeper and deeper. And so your thought pattern is just like that and it will continue in your brain down the same little path of least resistance down that path of least least resistance that is uh, negative or depression or whatever it is. And so they were saying that these psychedelics shake up those patterns and it's just like, they snow basically. Yeah. And then you, you, your, your sled is free to go to wherever it wants. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I know that, um, that's a part of your life and something I've worked with plant medicines too. So I just thought we should address that really quick.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the biggest problems I'm seeing in life and especially in our country is this, path of least resistance we are these amazing animals that have come up with so many ways to make ourselves have an easy go of it and then everything that's hard and worth more work we won't do so like the working out the eating healthy the saving the trying not to use these modern day things that are so nice to have but actually kill everything right um, like what? Well, like straws or like driving, like anything, like Mm -hmm. anything that we want to have that makes our lives a little bit easier is this huge pattern habit that we won't give up. Mm -hmm. And it's just because it's easier and everything that's harder, we don't want to do because it's harder and it doesn't feel good. And, And that's, that's my problem is keep putting myself in the position where if it doesn't feel that easy or that good, then I'm probably on the right track because I need to shake up my paths, right? Right. I mean, I think You make it snow. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, honestly, psychedelics uh, has helped me in a big way because I had these deep grooves about how I felt about certain people in my life or how I felt about myself, and I really needed it to snow over those paths for me to decide as an adult, okay, what's happened in the past has happened, is going forward with this anger going to do me any good? Right. Same here. That happened to me with like negative self-talk.
1: Like I'm still astonished that it's gone. Like, like astonished. And I think it was shaking up those grooves Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's amazing. Uh, I did a lot of research into it before uh, I, well, I had one great experience and then I got really interested in it and started learning more. And um, it's it's tried and true. It's everything that has been in these studies is coming out in my life. And so I, I do think that you have to go out of your way. And I think people do it in different ways. Like some people might jump off a cliff to get that adrenaline rush or have an experience where they're like changing up their life in a big way, shaking up their brain in a big way To I mean, do you think those are the same as like psychedelics though? Um, I think that doing a big shift is, um, helps you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like they say, you could go to therapy for 15 years to make sure that you're reprogramming your brain through talk, or you could do it in 15 minutes with psychedelics. It's, Mm -hmm. there's different pathways of getting it done, but it's definitely a lot of work. It's like, I gotta scare myself. It's scary. Like I know that there's probably people listening that are like,
1: "What? You know, I could never." And so I don't. I don't know um, the right way to tell someone that you know you're not going to run screaming through a window, or I don't know.
0: I know that's uh, in the mind explained when they were explaining how this perception of drugs that everybody has came about. It was definitely fear uh, of the government not wanting everybody to um, just go buck wild with it. Yeah. I mean, they ended up doing it in the 60s. But um, I think that if you're really intentional with your work and you either do it with your exercise or your meditation or your yoga or your psychedelics, that if you really have this intention to change yourself, you can do it. It might take a year with yoga and it might take... Four times with psychedelics It doesn't really matter As long as you keep Doing the work Yeah okay. But yeah They're definitely not scary Like You can see all these charts Of the amounts of death From uh, Mushrooms And it's less than Table salt Yeah <laughs> I'm serious.
2: I'm serious. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) The stuff that is legal
0: is more deadly like cigarettes, tobacco. I mean, tobacco, alcohol, cars. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then mushrooms is literally the lowest one, but it's had the biggest impact in my life. That's great. Um, So also, um, I know you've been rocking your own life and shaking things up lately. So what are you listening to? Because I know there's a lot. So (laughs) let's go ahead and, and round those up. Um so on the way back did I mention this last time I don't remember but on my way back from Tennessee um I listened to we are the weather Oh yeah we talked all about it last week Okay guys <laughs> sorry my brain um so I've been vegan for 12 days and I have been kind of obsessed with detoxifying my life because the more that I learn about how meat and dairy were messing with my hormones Um, And then also after watching Sex Explained about birth control, um, I really was like, oh wow, no wonder I have some issues sometimes. Um, It's not, I'm not crazy, I'm not broken. It's all these things messing with my natural rhythm and function. So um, I started looking deeper into it and now I'm starting to change up how toxic my life is um, with all of these extra chemicals that I'm adding in on a daily basis. And so I've been obsessed with Heal Thyself, Dr. G's podcast. Um, And then also uh, rereading some books that have helped me business-wise in the past, which is um, Rework. Um, It's a fantastic book. It also talks about beliefs that we've had in the past about business and how to change up those beliefs and patterns, I guess. I think I listened
1: to the short version on whatever that app is. What's it called? Blinkist. Blinkist. I think I listened to rework on Blinkist. It's really good. Awesome. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I, uh, I'm listening. I listened to this other podcast called by the book. It's like a self-help podcast. I think I've told you about it, but their new season, they are doing, they, they basically take a self-help book and then they live by it for two weeks and then they review it. And so they're doing like the classics so right now they're doing like how to win friends and influence people which Uh was written in the 1930s and they're reading the original versions of them so it's kind of fascinating like to see what holds up over time like what information about all that kind of stuff holds up over time i'm excited to hear about so yeah yeah.
0: no that's the thing is that humans are humans and there are some basics about us that aren't going to change very much yeah. but i mean obviously with technology and the way things are changing there'll be some tweaks but there's definitely tried and true ways to make friends or to make to connect
1: with people to get out of our heads so all those things like it was really practical stuff too so cool. all right cool thank you again yeah, we're done? we're done. We're, we're like actually over time. Crazy. I know. Flew, but flew by.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Bye.
1: Huge thanks to our guest today, Liz Davis. Don't forget how you can find her at LizDavisHealings.com, dot Liz Davis, healings on Facebook or Liz underscore Davis with another S D A B I S S on Instagram. Also, big thanks to Bijou and Jill for being here again. And reference today was Untethered Soul, We Are the Weather, the podcast about detoxifying, which is called Heal Thyself, and the By the Book podcast. And remember our affirmation today. I work with my patterns, just like I'm doing with the drinking or the not drinking rather. And all these patterns that are surrounding that as it unfolds for me. Same thing with anything. As Eckhart Tolle says, Unconscious disappears when you shine consciousness upon it. Like Liz said, we can make progress. We're never too far gone, never too far down the hole to shine consciousness upon our patterns and make change. And don't forget Liz's great affirmation, too, from Emil Ku. Every day in every way, I am getting better and better because we are. It is truth. Don't forget to please rate and review and subscribe, share with a friend. All those good things, super appreciated as we're working to build this show. You can sign up to my Rock Your Life newsletter at amyedwards.com. And of course, hit me up if you want to work together, have me first speaking, or just give me some comments about what you're changing in your life, how you're transforming, and what you think about patterns. I'm interested. This has been Rock Your Life with Amy Edwards. Thank you so much
0: for listening. Peace and love y'all Till next time.